0: Hi guys, welcome to episode six of season four. Today we're talking about the second half of how to avoid overwhelm when it comes to real food and putting it on the table. We talked about the first two questions last episode and today we're gonna cover the second two questions that you should be asking yourself. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested. Because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. Okay, so if you didn't catch last episode, which was season four, episode five, go listen to that one first. We're covering the first two questions that you should be asking yourself that's going to help make the overwhelm seem less intimidating. If you're, I mean, whether you're just starting out on this idea of, you know what, I want to bring less packaged food into the house and I want to have more real food. Or if you're a decade down the journey, I mean, I'm not that far, I'm Uh, seven-ish years. We moved here eight years ago. And it took me a little while to really get into this idea of, oh, hmm, I'm raising some of my own food. I'm living rurally. It's hard to get to the store. I'm going to be doing more real food. I'm going to be preserving some of my own food, you know, all of that. It took me a little while to, to really catch on to that idea which I don't know sometimes I'm just slow so at least seven years I've been doing this but you could even be a decade down the road and we're all still learning and there's still so many ways we can improve right and it can be overwhelming no matter what stage you are of the game quote-unquote if you focus on either where you're failing quote-unquote which is my biggest problem that I tend to do or if you're just like focused on one, I do this too, actually one like big thing that just seems impossible. So you let it be a roadblock and you just don't move forward, you know, and you just stay doing things the way you've always done them. Um, Whatever the case, all of us, my only point is all of us need to once in a while kind of reevaluate and tell ourselves, you know what, I'm not going to let this be overwhelming. I'm just going to keep doing the best that I can. So one thing that I think helps a lot is, so this would be question three to ask yourself, what can you not find out there in the stores that everybody in your family can agree on? Like, is there something that some of you are like, you turn your nose up, oh, that's too spicy, or oh, that's too, um, I don't know, it has too much of a certain ingredient that I don't like, you know, a certain mix, like for us, this is hard to explain without just telling you for us, it was taco seasoning. I could not find a taco seasoning. And this went on for 15 years, (laughs) that there really wasn't a taco seasoning that everybody liked. I finally came up with one that I got the least complaints out of. But you know, it was discouraging that everybody liked tacos, but if I was not really particular about exactly how much seasoning I added, then there was too much of something for someone, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, And I had no idea, honestly, none, that this was something I could make. I mean, I grew up, which is crazy, because my mom and dad grew up in the exact opposite situation, they were both on farms raising all their own food. Um, They did certainly go to the local country stores. And unfortunately, their generation even had access to like Twinkies and packaged donuts, even in the rural panhandle of West Virginia. But for the most part, they were eating real food and packaged taco seasoning or, or any kind of seasoning was unheard of to them. But to me, I was the opposite. I grew up with everything packaged, everything that you rip open, you open the box, you have to take open the cellophane bag, like nothing ever that I would put together myself like that. Like what? You can do that? <laughs> and I laugh at myself now that it wasn't a thought in my head because it's not that hard. <laughs> um, You know, it's amazing when you Google things, what you can come up with. Now, of course, Googling also can result in some big failures. And You know, finding things on Pinterest that look great, and then you try it, and you realize it's not so great. Um, But find reliable sources that you know you can trust. That you've made recipes from them before. Um, I have a lot of recipes and DIY kind of mixes on my site at solelyrested.com. But in fact, this one's on there. I'll put a link to it in the show notes and I'm also going to actually just give you the recipe today so if this is something you want you can jot it down and you can try this but this was a game changer for us that I think uh, this might have been the first like mix a boxed seasoning mix that I replaced that I made myself and it took a little while like I'd say I did it two or three times before I had the right combination that everybody went oh this is good um and of course, I'm going to give it to you, but this is what my family loves. And obviously, you want to tweak it for what your family loves. And that's the beauty of this. When you can't find something at the store that suits your family perfectly, you can probably make it or make something similar that will fill in that gap that that everybody is happy with. Or if you can't find a combination that everybody's happy with, then you can make two versions and keep them, you know, sealed up and... Everybody can still be happy. <laughs> okay, so here's my recipe. for Now this is um, for a bulk taco seasoning. This makes about two cups of it. You certainly could just make it, you know, just enough for each meal if you don't want to have to store it away. To me, that's harder having to get out all the containers and get a little bit of each ingredient every time. So I'll make it in bulk. And I use, let me pull up my recipe here. Um, I use a half a cup of chili powder, two teaspoons garlic powder. Two teaspoons onion powder and two teaspoons dried oregano and a quarter cup of ground cumin, eight teaspoons of salt, and four teaspoons of pepper. You just combine them all up. You don't even have to like run them through a, a food processor or anything. You certainly could if you wanted to, but I just really stir them up well with a fork or a whisk. And when you want to use it, just store it, for, just store it in a mason jar. Um, in a dark cabinet, like in your kitchen cabinet or in a pantry. And when you want to use it, I use four tablespoons and a half a cup of water for every pound of ground meat. And there you have it. So when you go to make it the first time, you might not have all those ingredients. So the very first time you make it, it might be a little bit of a pain to, like, source these ingredients. But if you haven't um, got my pantry checklist, I I don't know if all the ingredients, if I've included all these in my pantry checklist, hmm um but if you haven't gotten that please do so um if you go to solelyrested.com slash pantry you can download that right away and hopefully that will be another way that you can make the overwhelm a little less crazy for yourself to have that checklist and to know what you need when you need it so the final question that i would say you should ask yourself is what do you just eat a lot of What does your family consume like daily or many times a week? Maybe that would be a good place to start or to really focus on making it simpler for yourself if you make whatever those things are. For us, it was bread. We go through bread like crazy. Even when it's just Bill and I, we will eat a lot of bread. Um, I think I get it honestly. I know I do from my mom. She was a bread fanatic. Like, she just absolutely loved fresh bread. Um, But she actually would take (laughs) a loaf of sandwich bread from the store. Like, Wonder. We used to buy Wonder. Wow. Like, that was what we bought on a regular basis. (laughs) I'm just like having a flashback. Remember? This is going to tell you how old I am, probably. They used to have giveaways in the Wonder bread bag like special, um, like it was like a baseball card, but it had like different things on it or cartoon characters. Oh, I loved that. I could just picture the Wonder Bread bag and then you could see inside it and see what the freebie was. <laughs> anyway, my mom would take a slice of that slather margarine on it. I was going to say butter, but no, she was a big fan of margarine <laughs> and she'd have that as a snack any time of the day just a piece of wonder bread and margarine. (laughs) I much prefer our homemade sourdough and some real butter but that makes me really happy so I do get it honest. Oh before I go any further I'm going to talk to you more about the things that it's not just bread but something else that our family eats a ton of that I decided I needed to make myself. Before I go any further with that I need to tell you today's sponsor. Um, I've been telling you guys about true leaf this whole season and I love true leaf market. I've gotten all of my seeds from them for years. The germination rate is amazing. I was just out in my garden yesterday. I spent most of the day out there actually and just so pleased with how well these seeds germinate. It's very seldom in a long row that there's anything that didn't come up. Once in a great while, I will replace a seed, but I'm, I'm not kidding, it's 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 so seldom, and that's so important when you live in a climate where you have such a short growing season. So I highly recommend all of their seeds, and they have a great variety, really good ones, organic and heirloom, and it's so easy to go on their website and search for what you need, but of course now, we're past the seed season, we're into thinking about cover crops. I actually just got a soil test back this week I'm gonna be sharing o- on Instagram more about it. It's so discouraging actually and things I need to correct. But one way to correct them is definitely going to be cover crops. And True Leaf is an amazing source for cover crops. It's a great, it's a great resource. They have so much variety and it's just it's it's go check it out, please. You'll be happy that you did. While you're there, they also have the fermenting springs and they have the smart seal lids that I use for storing bulk food. Um, so go check them out. I will leave the link in the show notes. Okay, so back to bread. I started making sourdough bread. You know what? I don't even know how long ago. I'd just be guessing. Um, it doesn't have to be sourdough. If you want to start with homemade bread, I actually have a recipe. You know what? Let me think about that. There's a way that you can get that for free. If you don't own my book, Sweet maple, the recipe is in there, but I have access on my site. I'm looking up right now how you can get that um, to my maple sandwich bread. That might be a great one for you to start with. If bread is something your family eats a lot of that you're wondering, can I replace this? Can I make this myself? Maybe you should grab this recipe. Just go to solelyrested.com slash bread. And you can grab that recipe. It's it's actually really user-friendly. It's a great one to start with. But here's what I really want to encourage you with when it comes to bread. Is people think it's so time-consuming and, oh, you need all day if you're going to make bread. Here's the thing. You do need all day in the sense that you have to be around every so often during the process, if that makes sense. So, yes, you have to be within reasonable distance of your kitchen a few times a day um but i've even gone to work at my nearby office for a few hours you know and come back to do the next step of the bread and each step literally takes 5 minutes sometimes 10 minutes and then you let the bread rest you let the dough rest so there's a few different times in the day that you have to go back and, you know, check the rise, maybe give it a little bit of a need and put it in a bigger bowl and let it rise some more. But it's just a few minutes. So don't let it seem too intimidating that, oh, it takes all day because it doesn't take all day of your time. And it's so worth it. There's nothing more satisfying than something like, pulling a loaf of bread out of the oven that smells so wonderful that you made yourself that you know every single ingredient you know there's no nasty preservatives no nothing in there that isn't truly good for your family and everybody thoroughly enjoys it like it's so who doesn't want a slice of warm bread just out of the oven although you really shouldn't cut it right out of the oven you should let it have some rest time bill hates that he gets very frustrated with that um anyway the other thing that our family eats a lot of Drinks a lot of, I should say, are milkshakes and smoothies. This time of year, especially smoothies. And it's a big investment if you want to get a really good blender. And I put that off for a long time. But I finally realized in just the past year that it's so worth the investment because this is something that we're using continually. And if you have a fantastic blender, not only does it make the job so much easier, but with the blender that we have, it actually has a vacuum seal on it that sucks out all the air before you start blending it. And it makes your smoothie so much more nutritious or it makes your milkshake so much smoother or your peanut butter. My peanut butter doesn't separate when I'm using this vacuum attachment, Um, so it's it's a give and take, it's it's figuring out what your family could really benefit from and what's really worth the investment when it comes to any kind of kitchen appliances. You might want to go back and check out episode three of this season where I break down the ones that I feel are most important to my family, but I also work you through the thought process so you can decide what appliances your family could really benefit from. It might be different than the ones that we use if you would like links to all of the appliances, even ones that I didn't go over in episode three, but all the appliances that I use often and highly recommend, if you go to solelyrested.com slash kitchen, there at the very top, if you are listening to this close to the time that this is released, you will also see a very special offer, a link and a code that is exclusive to listeners of this podcast from the company that makes my blender with that amazing vacuum seal. And they also make my dehydrator, which I use continually all of harvest season. I absolutely love dehydrating our harvest, and I have decided it is my absolute favorite way to preserve food. It is so simple and so wonderful, and it stores so well for so long. Is that enough so's? <laughs> um, so I highly recommend my dehydrator. I've been very pleased with that. And also my vacuum seal that I use, um, not on my blender, but the actual vacuum sealer that I use to close up bags of bulk food that I've purchased, or of food that I've dried in my dehydrator, or of like powder that a uh, Season mixes that I make that I make in a bulk and I want to seal it up I even use this vacuum sealer to close up a potato chip bag if um, we have or crackers or whatever if we've opened it and you know it goes stale so quickly I will use the vacuum sealer to reseal the bag like it was when it came from the store and it keeps and you know as long as you want until you reopen it again Anyway, so all three of those things are made by the same company. And when they heard I was doing this whole season on food and making real food convenient, they wanted to make those three appliances available to you guys at a great discount just to say thank you. So again, go to solelyrested.com slash kitchen. And right at the top of the page, only for the next few weeks, only through the end of June, you can take advantage of this awesome offer. I'm so pleased with it. And I was so tickled when they offered it. So I hope that you can take advantage of that. I hope that it changes the way things work and go smoothly in your kitchen. I hope it makes real food more convenient for you. And I really hope that you love one, two, or all three of these appliances as much as I do. Okay. That is it for our four questions to ask yourself to make real food more convenient. I hope that at least one of them can get you started down this road and make it more simpler for you. Don't, don't let yourself be overwhelmed guys. I know it can be overwhelming. I face that on days myself and trust me, it's so worth the effort. Also trust me, All of us, I just told you I buy potato chips. I just told you that, right? All of us bring packaged food into our home. Do not beat yourself up about it. Just start minimizing the amount that you do it and start making other things yourself. Potato chips is one thing I've never tried to make myself. I make a lot of air fried potatoes, wedges, and they're all great, but they're not the same as potato chips, right? And we have some potato chip fans in this house (laughs) including me sometimes when I'm craving some salt anyway don't beat yourself up over the things like that just enjoy every little thing that you can do to improve the quality of the food in your home it really is satisfying and feels so good on top of being so delicious so I hope you join me next week. And remember for now, it is easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life, guys. So enjoy the simple everyday efforts. It's not easy, but it is a good life.